Welcome to the Darling Girls Podcast, hosted by Jenny Lundstrom and Grace Fedorchak, two mid-20 single gals with a long-distance friendship and a passion for personal growth. Listen along as we chat about life, wellness, and everything in between, because we're all just on a journey to be our best selves. Stay darling. We look like fucking train wrecks. <laughs> Welcome we to are. fucking train wrecks. Welcome to the Darling Girls podcast. This is why we don't go on video. <laughs> you thought you had hot girls? Uh... Just to paint a picture, Grace is um, in her nighties, her little nighty pajamas. A nighty? I'm wearing <laughs> I'm wearing an XL Red Sox t-shirt, <laughs> and um, has pimple patches on her face in the shape of stars. And I have my hair. I was in bed, <laughs> and Jenny, if she could have been here to rip me out with her two bare hands, she would have. But instead, she nicely Facetimed me and said. Uppity uppity, darling girl. <laughs> she had her retainer in already. She took it out. I wanted her to keep it in. And then I am a hot mess because I still am in my work clothes and it's nine o'clock at night. And I've been Yeah, cleaning. but you look amazing. I've been cleaning for two hours. And then my um my freaking pants are like just un- undone, just like sitting like a old man, like leaning back and <laughs> the fact that you still have the work pants on is amazing because I walk into my door, kick my shoes off, take my pants off take my shirt off and put my sweatpants on before I even hit the kitchen. <laughs> it's like a skill. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. You know what it is? Is I don't like being in my inside clothes. Why are you still wearing those pants? Because I don't like being in my inside clothes, which is like my pajamas. I don't like being in clean clothes until I'm showered. And yeah, I don't like, usually shower. Jenny, until like, after make I've... it is better than work pants. Just take your pants. You That's true. I could, I could take them off. Typically, okay. I don't, I'm not alone, but yeah, I was tonight. Whatever. I kept taking them on. Yeah. Anyways, back to the important <laughs> thing. That was quite, that was quite a tangent. Okay. <laughs> um, we have a really exciting episode today. We do. We have the amazing, the wonderful, the one and only Maddie Hanlon, who is a Reiki master, meditation instructor, and spiritual life coach. Um, I knew her from Florida state. Uh, we met briefly while I was working at the bar and she is just a light. She's just a light in this world. Like when you meet her, she just totally uplifts you. Her, her energy is just like so contagious and she's so lovable and so sweet and so down to earth. Um, so this conversation was amazing. We learned a lot from her, right? Yeah. yeah, she was cool. She was very calming and like, I think, yeah, I think just because she's so calm and like stuff makes, it makes, makes it makes wanna, the practice, yeah, it makes yeah. me want to do everything that she's doing so I can be as calm as her. She kind of talked us through what are some things? So she talks us through a, what she does. She talked to, she talks us through what meditation means to her and how she kind of got into doing it and why, and how it's helped her. She talks about being in the present, which I loved. She, she talks, talks about, about how to start meditating, how long to meditate, what she recommends a perfect morning for her, which I thought was good to hear. She, she also talks through. about this thing called the healing egg. Yeah. 
which I loved. Like I looked down just now and saw the notes about the healing egg. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. We need to do the (laughs) visualization of the healing egg every morning because I asked her, whatever, you have to listen. You'll hear about, hear about the healing egg. Stay until the end. Stay until the end because she does an amazing, very calming, grounding, guided Guided. meditation. Yeah. And And it's very, it's just like the perfect ending for that episode. But we learned, we learned about chakras and like some of the different types of chakras. She tells us what our auras were. Yeah. I'm, I'm Ginny's give it away no this is already a <laughs> terrible intro because you're giving shit away okay we're done we're done listen and stay till the end my feet are it sweating cold, I'm, I'm going back to bed i'm going back to bed enjoy anyways so um yeah you guys are gonna enjoy it she's awesome and it was really fun and we hope you enjoy So welcome, Maddie, to the Darling Girls. Welcome. (laughs) We're so happy to have you. Um, We have already done your intro, so we're just going to jump right in, not waste any time. Uh, So how did you start on this spiritual journey that has transformed into your business? Yeah, such a beautiful question. Um, First of all, I'm so happy to be here, guys. Thank you so much. I feel so grateful and honored. And yeah, what an incredible question. Um, So I would say back in um, 2018, I hurt someone that I loved the most in the whole world. And I did not, um, I wasn't honest about what I had done. And so in turn, that led to a ton of shame and guilt being built within. Um, and I don't know if you know, but guilt, once that is really, um, just harnessed inside of the body and just embodied for a good period of time, it then turns into shame and shame is this identity that you create for yourself where when you're in that space, you are no longer worthy of anything good, um, any one good. And so from that space, um, kind of turned into this tumbleweed effect of just bringing in a lot of negativity into my world um, that turned into, you know, depression and anxiety of some form too, and um, just a really difficult space. So from there, long story short, I ended up picking up the book, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. She's awesome if you guys have never Oh my God, I love her. Yeah, she's incredible. She's amazing. Um, So I picked up that book and she talks about doing this, um, meditating with your inner child, right? And so I just had, my first ever meditation was just like the most miraculous spiritual experience of my entire being. Um, I got to see every single person that I love that is near and dear to my heart circled around me. And I got to physically hug them. It was as if I was literally right there with them. It was incredible. And it was the most healing experience that I just have ever had in my whole life, um, to be honest. And I just cried and cried and cried for hours upon hours. 
um, I just felt like little Maddie was um, finally okay for the first time in a really long time. And after that, I knew that I found something really special and beautiful. And I was going to start from there. So, yeah. Was that a guided meditation that you did? Or was that just from her book that she showed you how to do that? How did you do that? Yeah, I'm not super sure. Um, I'm going to say it, it probably was guided, not that it necessarily guided you to a space where you saw all of these people, but it guided you in some sense of when it gave you a visualization. Um, so I think that, you know, I kind of morphed it into my own in some way. Um, but yeah. I think that's really cool. Cause I think like any time I always underestimate meditation and I'll go through like little periods and pockets of my like life and I'll be like, Oh, I'll start meditating again. And I love Mm -hmm. it. And it makes me feel so good and open and like free and clean, but you like, you forget about it. And I think people don't realize how helpful it can be. So it's cool to hear about your experience because I think it probably just is different for every single person. It's yeah, crazy no, how impactful totally. it was for your first time to doing that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what just got me so hooked is I was just like, there's something here, you know, I'm unlocking something. There is Healing. just some other power that is existing here. And I think I've always had a very spiritual inclination and I had hid that for so long, you know, um, a childhood was pretty rough. Um, but from that experience, you know, I had to turn towards spirit in some form. And once I got into high school and college, that spirit essence of me um, just totally diminished in all of these things that were just not calling of my highest good or highest potential. Um, And through that meditation, it kind of all came back. Like it just circled back and was like, hey, you know what's important. You know, you know what's important. You know what's going to help you. So to do that in a way. Oh, I love that. So then you, so then you decided, you know, I want to be a healer and started your practice right away or how did that happen? No, definitely did not start right away. I, um, so I got my bachelor's from FSU, um, within three years, got the hell out of there. <laughs> I was like, I got Same. I got, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I got my bachelor's, um, in psychology ended up moving to Tampa. Um, Once I got to Tampa, I worked as an assistant to a therapist. And that was what I was going to get into was therapy. Okay. That makes sense. Some form. Yeah. Um, And so I took the GRE. I did all the studying. I did all of it almost like literally was right on the brink of sending in the application. Um, And as I was working with her, I started to realize that all of the clients that she had were creating identities out of these labels, um, PTSD, anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, all, all of it, just trauma, 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 taking it all in, creating identities and having a really hard time escaping that identity, right? And so I noticed that and I was like, And I started doing meditation classes for her clients too. And I think from there, I realized, I think I could do something where I don't need to necessarily go and get my master's in the traditional route. 
Um, I am currently pursuing my master's and my PhD with a different course. It's very alternative, but um, yeah, I didn't want to go through the therapy route. But from there, that's kind of where, you know, I started my website. I started my Instagram, kind of blew up from there. And your Instagram is so fun to follow. Yeah. We Uh, love meditation and we love therapy and we love like all of it. So you're like our favorite person. We're so, (laughs) we're so interested in all of it. I love Um, it. I love it. I'm so happy to talk about it. So what do you offer to your clients now in your practice? What kinds of things? Yeah. Great question. Um, so I offer on an individual, a couples, and a group scale. So I do Reiki healing, um, meditation instruction, and spiritual life coaching. That can be done individually, and that can also be done with a couple too, which is always so... That's um, probably wild. it's It's insane. It's insane. It's intense. It's truthful. It's painful. It's all of it. but it's so worth it. Um, and then I'm actually starting to do ceremonies. So I'm going to start doing, um, do workshops. And then I'm also going to start doing actual marriage ceremonies. Um, and along with that, possibly doing end of life cycles, um, just kind of birth ceremonies as well too. So diving into that whole realm. That's so cool. Um, okay. So I, I don't know, you have to explain to me and Grace knows a little bit more about everything, but I was nervous. Cause I was like, I don't know anything. And Grace was like, that's great. Cause you're going <laughs> to ask all the questions that everyone else needs to know. So can you just explain what Reiki is and, and what exactly like healing it means? Yeah, for sure. Such a good question. Um, so Reiki is energy healing. Um, that is, Quite simply, in its simplest terms, that's exactly what we're doing. So we work with the chakra system, the seven main chakras, and um, kind of simplified a little bit more, the body keeps score, right? The body holds memories. And so within each of the chakras, it holds specific types of memories. So for example, within the root chakra, which is at the base of the tailbone, within that space holds memories of childhood, childhood trauma, issues with safety, issues with security, issues with fear, issues with anxiety, issues with not feeling grounded. And so through Reiki, we are working with the chakras to help release all of those memories that have been stored, the trauma that's been stored in that space. Um, So it can be incredibly emotional. can be really intense. It can be really beautiful, but we're using the laying of the hands. And so the way that a session would go is I would kind of sweep my hands about six inches um, above the individual's body. And that's me cleansing and clearing the auric field. Now, in order for their energy to open up to me, we have to go through a couple of sessions so that we can actually get to the nitty gritty parts of it and they can trust me, right? Just like when you meet a stranger for the first time, your walls are up. So that sweeping of the auric field is kind of saying, hey, I'm Maddie, I'm a good person, (laughs) that kind of thing. Um, And then from there, I move to actually holding their head, their shoulders, their heart, their stomach, and their feet, working down throughout all the chakras. And if I'm called to different places, I'll go to different places too. 
So are you talking during that or you're just feeling their energy and moving your hands around? Yeah. So it's within silence. There's usually music playing. It's so cool because at the end of it is when we do this debriefing of what they were able to feel and what I was able to feel. And I have a gift where I'm clairsentient. And so what that means is I can actually touch your body and I can give you insight into what's going on physically, emotionally, spiritually, letting you know if your grandma came into the room who's passed, letting you know if there's a difficult tie between you and your mom and you feel abandonment in that space, letting you know about a sister who's needing your attention and your love. It's really, really wild. So that's a part of it too. So kind of like a medium? Yeah, I would say um, mediumship for me has developed over time. Um, So I don't always add that piece in there, at least in the introduction to Reiki, because it- But it just happens for you probably. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it does. does. When the first time that happened, did you know what was happening or you're just like, did you say something like, oh my gosh, you're like your grandma is here? (laughs) Um, Great question. I definitely held it till afterwards and kind of sensed if they were going to be okay with me relaying that kind of information. But usually the ancestors won't show up unless they know that they're invited into the space um, and are wanting to be seen and wanting to be heard. Um, So yeah, it's a really crazy feeling um, because you know that it's not just you two in the room um, and that someone's here and wants to let you know. So that is wild. That is really cool. Like really cool. Thanks guys. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I, Grace had a, a really good question and this is kind of veering off in a different direction, but, um, she saw, we saw a post about how everyone has a form of OCD and, Oh, I liked that one. And Grace and I kind of feel that we resonate with that. So can you kind of like elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder. Now, what OCD is really about is this need for control, this obsession for control, right? And so what we forget is how powerless and out of control we truly are as human beings. And so we try to be almighty and all powerful, um, especially in times when it's calling for us to surrender. And so this OCD that shows up in human beings is simply this, um, you can almost call it this inability to accept your own reality of loss of control. Um, You know, your heart's not just beating because your heart's beating. Your lungs aren't just breathing because your lungs are breathing. There's literally a life force energy living within you that's sparking life inside of you. Um, So it's this obsession of needing to have some form of known in your life because the mind is absolutely terrified of the unknown, right? Because in the unknown, you have a lesser chance of survival and survival is the only thing that the mind is searching for. It just wants to survive. So um, that's kind of that there. So do you think like, I know, like, I I feel like I related, I saw that you posted that and I was literally just like, that's me. Like, I feel like I definitely struggle with that. And do you think that 
meditation for you directly helps with, I mean, I feel like you probably don't have that problem as much as we do, but do you think that meditation helps with that? Like, is that just what you do when you feel like you're trying to control everything and you feel like we have, we've talked about anxiety a lot on this and, um, a lot of people relate to that. And I feel like the OCD and anxiety are directly correlated too. Yeah, 100%. I totally agree with you. Um, I think something that I definitely want to say here is I am not perfect by any means. And in order to have the position that I do in life as being this healer, um, I have to know darkness and I have to know it consistently and regularly and very deeply. So I am constantly reminded of the dark which allows me to have appreciation for the light. Just like we live on this planet of duality and it's constantly cyclical, the light and the dark always live in my life. So I want to say that. Um, and then I also, yes, meditation is the biggest proponent for um, releasing that obsession of control and releasing that anxiety. Why? Because it helps you to enter into the present moment. And so if you think about it, right, a lot of our energy, a lot of our life force is brought into the past and it's brought into the future. And so because that's where your thoughts are ruminating and they're only ruminating there so that you have a greater chance of survival because your past, your known past helps to create a very similar future that you can have strategy for how to deal with, right? And so that's where all of our energy is spent. Now, meditation helps to embody the present moment, to be in your hands, to be in your feet, to be in the smells around you, the sights around you, all of it. And that helps to bring you into a space of no mind, no thought, so that you can gain a broader perspective of your actual situation and just being right here. Because anxiety is all about living with the future. Yeah. I love that. Honestly, this is crazy. Because... We do, we talk about anxiety a lot. We've talked about, um, I mean, we've never really talked about not being able like to let go of control, but it's definitely something that me and Grace find ourselves struggling with a lot. And I, for me, have kind of always seen it as anxiety, but I've never really seen it as like, oh, I might have like a tiny little, but also like, you know, OCD and all and anxiety and all that come in such different forms and like sizes and shapes. So, that's really interesting. So that's never been something that I've even thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Cool. Yeah. So, so while we're talking about meditation, um, for, cause I feel like a lot of our audience always says, I've tried to do it. I've tried to start it. Mm-hmm. I know that there are benefits. We all know that when you do it, you feel better. That's how me and Jenny feel like when you, you know, when we're in a consistent schedule of meditating, you feel better. But what do you think is like the sweet spot? Like how much do you recommend to your clients if you do that to meditate at home? Do you recommend a certain amount of time to do it? Do you recommend a time of the day to do it? Like give us all the details. Yeah, great, great questions. Um, So meditation for me usually takes place in the morning and at night. Um, Now, if one of those doesn't work for you. Having just one or the other is good enough. Um, I love to start my day with it. That's the most important for me though. Um, 
the thing with meditation is it's called a meditation practice for a reason. And it's really hard for a reason, right? Because we have come to such a crucial point in society where the mind is truly diseased um, within all of us. We are everywhere else, but right here and right now, and we're constantly trying to, you know, chase this other moment in time. And we lose life. We literally lose ourselves and we lose the precious miracle of life that we have right in front of us by living like this. Um, and so morning time is beautiful. Um, I would say, I honestly like going on my walk or my run in the morning and then coming back, taking a shower and then sitting in bed and doing my meditation. That's usually what takes place. I like to kind of wake my mind a little bit. Some people like to do it differently where they're still in that melatonin state from sleep to help them kind of enter into that world. Um, entirely up to you and something definitely to test. Now, meditation, the most powerful um, meditation is usually found within the 15 to hour mark. Um, so I like, (laughs) yeah, it is. Um, especially if you are working in the space of like five minutes, 10 minutes, it's not going to do as much for you if you can't give it the time of day. And so that's why I definitely recommend doing, trying to at least start around 15. Um, and then from there, trying to build it to 30 minutes in the morning. Um, so yeah, I think I answered all your questions. Are there more? Oh, no, app. you did. Oh, a wonderful yeah. app. Um, so mm-hmm. an app for meditation, Insight Timer. It's totally free. I recommend it to all of my clients. Um, there's great teachers on there, actually. There's a timer on there too. There's great music on there as well. I'm actually on there as well. But um well, like your voice is on there. Oh yeah. Wait, I've never heard of that one. And it's free. Insight timer? Yeah, totally free. Love that. Okay. And your, your soothing little voices on there. Mm. Gonna listen to that that tonight. Yes. Okay. Well, amazing. So how do you think, I know that obviously you went through a huge, you went through a big spiritual awakening. So I feel like it might've been different for you, but what do you think? How do you think meditation now, the way that it works into your life, how has it completely changed you as a human since you started doing it consistently? Yeah. Um, so it's really, it's so interesting for me when I, um, when I kind of hop off the bandwagon for like a couple of days, sometimes like a week, you know, very irregular. Um, but when that does happen and I come back to it, it's so beautiful because I'm reminded of how powerful it is to gain the perception that is felt within the no mind and no thought state. Now, if you haven't been there yet, this is a really hard space to help someone understand. It's one of those things that can't really be explained within words because words don't do it justice, but it's literally like you are in this serenade with God, you know, the spirit itself. You are in that space of just pure consciousness. I am here, right? I am now. And so, you know, the benefit of it is just adding meaning to your life and adding oh, purpose love to your life. Yes. It makes it just, I'm grateful, you know, I'm grateful for the dark. I'm grateful for the light. I'm grateful for the gray in between. 
it's just this, this perspective that just shifts everything and good starts to come into your world from that because you're self-aware. You start taking responsibility for all of the, excuse my language, shit that's happened in your world because it's you that's creating that. So no one else, unfortunately. We all love to point fingers at some point in time. And so recognizing that you've created the world around you is just a really powerful yet incredibly hard realization to have. But that's what meditation really does. I really love that. And it's very true because whenever you like, because you're getting brought into the present moment in meditation, it is like, it can be also super uncomfortable for the first couple of times. Like I think I've tried to have my sister do it and she just won't. She's like, it's just, I don't like it. And I'm like, okay, but I, you got to give it a couple shots, but it like brings me into the present moment. And then one thing that I really get from it is like, gen- like what you were saying earlier is like noticing being very present, but like noticing the small good things that you, you know, like a lot of people, like you said, like we walk around and we're just like, oh, this bad thing happened to me today or like this bad thing. And you only are focusing on the bad. I do that all the time. And then on the days when I'm like bringing myself back to the present and I'm noticing just like the small little good things that are happening all throughout the day, I end my days like so content. So it's, it's really helpful for that. Like that is just, I don't know. I could see how you're a very happy and calm person if you're doing that every day and remembering to do it every day. Like I don't, I need to. For sure. And, and to comment on, on your sister, you know, there's a lot of people that have that same feeling towards it. It's incredibly uncomfortable for them. But why? Because they don't feel the pain. They go to the past and they go to the future and they avoid it with all of their might, right? Let me be busy. Let my mind be busy so that I don't have to experience what's currently going on in my world. And so what it's doing is it's literally forcing you to come back inside your body feel what's going on inside there as Mm -hmm. difficult and as comfortable and unbearable as it is, but that's how you move through stuff. You know, you, you move through things, you move through darkness by literally being inside of it. You know, you don't wallow in it, but presence doesn't make you wallow in it. You're totally here, totally now feeling all the heart palpitations, all of it, right? Just all of it. Dealing with it. Cause you're going to have to deal with it at some point. So you might as yes. well just deal with it now and get it over with. Really? We've <laughs> talked about that. that before too. Like when you sweep everything under the rug and you just like, you don't want to feel any of the, especially when something's hard and you know, it's hard and you know, mm. you need to like either cry it out or like some emotion needs to happen. You're like, I don't have time for that. I'm going to sweep it under the rug. And then it comes back tenfold like the next oh, yeah. week. Oh yeah. And you'd be surprised my, my Reiki clients, you know, that the people who sweep under the rug, um, those are the people with actual physical ailments um, when it persists for that long. And so um, energy turns into the physical, right? So if energy stays persistent and consistent, it will turn into dense physical matter. And that's how we get disease. That's how we get cancer. That's how we get autoimmune diseases. That's how we get hip issues, all of it. And so the more that we sweep under the rug, the more it builds up. So just like you said, Jenny, you know, you, you got to deal with that at some point. So just do it now. <laughs> you just, you just, um, Grace's ears perked up because she loves hearing how to like live without disease. That's her uh, main goal in life. 
Well, I know that too. I'm like anything that causes inflammation or anything that causes disease. Like I know that I've heard so many times that cancer can be caused from just like pretty much things that you manifest yourself, which is kind of scary. That terrifies me. Like that's my worst fear. Well, and I talked about it a little bit in our anxiety podcast is like when I was at the height of my anxiety and I didn't really realize it was anxiety. I had every physical ailment possible. And I was going to doctors for the physical ailments. And finally, finally, I figured out it was anxiety. So like literally my prescriptions was like therapy and like meditation and exercise, like things like like they told you to do that. I mean, yeah. Like when you have anxiety, obviously there's medical things you can do as well, but the, the big fixes, my doctor literally said like medicine is a short-term fix. Therapy is long-term fix. What a and good doctor. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, so you, you like fit therapy and like moving your body and meditating. She didn't say meditating, but I know that that is also like a part of it is just like, is one of the best healing things you can do for yourself. Mm. And I think yoga is really in there too, because yo- you kind of do meditation and yoga as well. Sometimes my aunt mm. just started doing yoga. She's like 60 years old. And she's like, I feel so good. Like better than I I like have in years because like it's taking away some of her like physical things and it's pushing it out into the world. So super cool. I love that. Yes. I don't know if you guys have heard before we move into anything. I don't know if you guys have heard of, we heard of grounding or earthing. (gasps) Yes. So Grace. I want you to talk about that. Well, for anything inflammation, um, anything, you know, free radicals, creating disease in the body, this is my go-to, um, grounding earthing. So my suggestion is you find a tree and this can be in your backyard, it can be in the front yard, it can be a park, a tree that's easily accessible and that you don't mind putting your hands on and that there's not a lot of ants and bugs and all that. (laughs) But you're going to take your shoes off about 10 feet back from the tree. You're going to walk up barefoot to the tree. You'll stand barefoot at the tree and you'll place your palms on the tree and you'll lean your crown up to the tree. And you'll kind of stand there for about 10, 15 minutes. And I am telling you, you have a headache, go do this. You have a stomachache, go do this. You have anything, go do this. I am going to be outside of work (laughs) hugging a tree. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I'm gonna my apartment complex. Everyone's gonna come home. I'm gonna be doing that, and they're gonna be like, "Up, oh, Jenny's got a headache again. <laughs> we got a fire, Grace. Something's wrong with her." I oh my love gosh. that. That is amazing. I'm actually gonna try that. I love that. Wait. So, yeah. other than headaches, what have you seen that it actually helps with? Backache, restless leg syndrome, like any kind hip issues um, oh my god I have so many hip issues well that has to do with your root chakra so that means that there's something from childhood within that space and earthing would be so powerful for you because it especially works with the root chakra so the way that it works is as we move throughout our world within you know the technological world we are experiencing and gaining these free radicals within our body because of stress because of whatever now the negative ions within the earth help to remove and eliminate those uh, free radicals that live within the body, create 
disease and all of that. So literally connecting foot with earth, hands with tree. It and then you put that. your head on the tree. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're a wizard. I'm going to go do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I recommend it to everyone. It's, I do it every day. I try to do it every day. Yeah. So can part of your meditation be um, in like a partnership with with that, like doing that grounding? Totally. People yeah, double, totally. I think up. it would make it so much more powerful. There's also like earthing and grounding mats that you can get. Um, they're definitely on Amazon. But um, yeah, I like to sleep with one too. So I sleep with one. Um, but you can also have one at your desk too, underneath your feet. Mm. And there's some kind of something where you literally put it in the wall and the copper, I think, inside of it helps to connect to the actual grounding mount that's within the wall to the earth and channels that out through the mat, something like that. Whoa, that is so cool. Can you tell us a couple, like, wait, maybe one more example of another chakra, like another type? Yeah, 100%. Um, Okay, so let's think about this. So the sacral chakra, the one right above the root chakra, Um, If you are someone who gets UTIs or yeast infections or have bladder issues, this is an issue with the sacral chakra and the sacral chakra is all about pleasure and creativity and the balance between the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Now, if you're someone who is constantly having this anxiousness to do and achieve and succeed and have a really hard time just being within that feminine energy this creates issues within that space. So what do you recommend for that one? So this one, I recommend dance. Um, I recommend play. I recommend inner child work. Um, I recommend watching Disney movies. I always love doing that for the sacred <gasps> chakra. Oh my God. Um, I love Disney movies. But um, yeah, this one, I mean, for, for my people who are comfortable with it, um, great practice for this is dancing naked in your room. Um, if you Love have the opportunity, that. your whole house, but yeah, just getting so wild and beautifully free with it. Um, and yeah, just touching yourself, you know, everywhere, 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 hugging, holding, loving up on yourself and just dancing naked. I love that dance. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. There's a train. <laughs> um oh I can't hear it okay good yeah no Um, I can't either that's so cool though like so cool I just I want Grace we need to sign up for her classes and like where are you by the way where do you live now so I live in St. Pete Um, okay so yeah we're gonna come visit you at some point and get our chakras aligned I'd love it all dance together yeah yeah yes Grace we need it yeah I really do all of those things are me like I'm also the person who is trying to overachieve all the time so like I all have the hip thing and that I'm like I'm taking all these tips I'm gonna do them yeah. all. I'm gonna yeah, hug trees and it. dance naked <laughs> <laughs> I love it if you can find any form of like drum circle that takes place near you I try to go to a drum circle at least once every week too there's massive ones on the beach um every weekend that happen over here it's literally like a hundred something people everyone is just dancing wildly underneath the sun and it goes to the sunset it's so we're definitely going to St. Pete soon. And yeah, I yes. did not know that happens anywhere in the world. That, oh, I've yeah, seen ecstatic that movie. dance everywhere. Ecstatic dance at like this beautiful gymnasium place, like adult gymnasium. There's 
rituals and ceremonies and drum circles and fire dances and full moon ceremonies and all that stuff that happens everywhere over here. That's why I'm here. Amazing. (laughs) I love that. I have kind of a fun random question and I don't know if you're even going to be able to answer it. You might be like, no, I don't deal with that, but (laughs) auras, Ah. colors, do you have like an aura color? Do you have an aura or what is auras to you? Is it color? Yeah. Yeah. So I think personally what I've witnessed in my work is people's energetic auras shift constantly, like literally second to second, second to second, second to second. Um, so I'm getting a pink from Grace and I'm getting green from Jenny. Um, personally, I believe I'm I'm in an orange right now, but it shifts constantly. Um, so it's kind of depending upon the space that you're presenting and how you're trying to come across to your world currently. Cool. So what does that mean? Does every color mean something? Um, so yeah, they do definitely mean different things. Um, I would say, look it up. Um, cause I feel she doesn't like want to embarrass be... us. Yeah. She's like, pink means you're so nervous. Like calm down, Grace. <laughs> pink means you need to calm down. Okay. <laughs> I love that. So yeah, there's definitely going to be, um, you know, I think, I think that's the thing with kind of interpreting auras. all this stuff is, is so it's private and it's, and it's special in that way too. I would say I'm, I'm geared towards being more of a private person, especially with the things that are really important to me. So yeah, I feel like looking this up for yourself and kind of figuring out what you feel inclined towards. That's why growing that intuition and that self-awareness for yourself is huge. Um, because I'm not giving you an answer. You are able to interpret that yourself. And that makes it just 10 times more meaningful. So I've been pink this whole time. <laughs> well, now you're kind of yellow to be honest with you. So <laughs> you're a little bit of a shape shifter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is so much fun. I'm writing this down pink and then yellow <laughs> when I got nervous. <laughs> and Jenny was green, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is she still green? Yeah, she went orange for a little bit, but she's green now. Mm-hmm. Green. I love that. Okay, so since you can feel, okay, so this is a, a question that kind of bounces off that. You feel energy. I just, I feel like you're obviously a healer. You're so in tune with other people's energy. You work as a healer. So do you ever feel like other people's bad energy kind of comes home with you at the end of the day and you need to cleanse that? Or how does that work? Um, unfortunately, yes, that is definitely a truth. I think I tried to resist that truth um, for a long time, um, but I no longer uh, try to do that. I think that's the work of being an energy healer. Honestly, today was so incredibly heavy for me. Um, I haven't had a day like today in a while. Um, And yeah, I mean, the stories that I hear from my beautiful people, it's just heart-wrenching, like absolutely heart-wrenching. And so, you know, if I remain within the present moment, I feel healed within that space. But if I, if my mind ruminates within the past and kind of brings my sessions back home with me, then yeah, it does stick around. I do stage my entire office after every single session that I have. 
Um, I also go into each session with the intention of being protected. And I say that aloud and we set our intention and we do some grounding and breathing together, just protecting our energy fields. Um, but yeah, you know, with energy work, you bring that stuff around. And I think that's kind of what creates that dark and light for me a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, I, I always say that I feel like I'm 150 years old on the inside <laughs> from all of the stuff, you know, that I've just had to learn and move through. And, you know, I'm helping people who are 65 years and older and younger and all of it. So in order for me to, you know, work with these people, I have to be able to personalize and familiarize myself with that darkness that lives inside of them. So that wisdom through the darkness of these people um, comes through me and I have to feel it. So, yeah. I feel like you so feel you, 150 years old because you probably just have so much like of other people's energy and lives like flowing through you, around you, whatever. So I would probably feel that way too. You've probably heard about so much and experienced so much from just feeling what other people are feeling. That yeah. has to feel heavy for you. It does at times. And there's other times where I feel like the lightest flower on the planet, you know, um, it comes with its cost for sure. And, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting today. Just definitely feeling that heaviness. Um, it's, it's so crazy because the universe brings it when it's, when it's needed and there's some lesson behind it, but wow, was I just wafting so much energy out of the windows today? I was just like, I'm over it. Um, but then I got my last session today was, was really light and really beautiful. Um, so that's kind of the universe just saying, great job. Um, I love you. Here you go. Um, but yeah, I remember thinking today, I'm just like, I think I, I think I aged a whole year (laughs) in one day. Um, but that happens really often, honestly. Yeah. So would like, I feel like not anything close to what you feel, but even just working, you know, in an office with like other people and I feel their energy. And I feel even when like somebody else is in a terrible, negative, bad mood and you feel like you can't, you can't avoid it. You know, like you, Mm. you feel like you're just in such close proximity with them that it just rubs off onto you. So Mm. do you recommend, I mean, you just said you sage your office, which like we probably can't do that. I can't sit in my (laughs) office. saving everybody but what else do you recommend kind of in the moment that could help with that or do you just recommend waiting till you get home and then just like meditating and saging your life yeah so um <laughs> it's a big question meditating and saging your life. no I think it's perfect. so <laughs> something that I recommend to my clients all the time I call it the healing egg um and so you can visualize this beautiful translucent opaque egg that surrounds and encapsulates your entire body. And I always do this exercise with them where I help them thicken the walls of this egg and thin them. And we spin it clockwise and we spin it counterclockwise and we broaden it like very far from us and we bring it back close. So you really can get this grasp of of what this healing egg looks like for you. And my recommendation is if you feel like there's energy that's constantly trying to come to you, Um, You're probably an empath of some sort, ask that, but going into your very beginning of your day, starting with this visualization of this protection around you and kind of 
testing yourself too, throwing a couple things at you, you know, visually and blocking that space. That's really, really a powerful practice that I've come to help a lot. Okay. That's such a good idea. Mm. And I love that you're visualizing it and you're kind of practicing it because I feel like anything that you can practice in your head, you can do it. Like I could do that in public. I'm like visualizing my egg. Oh yeah. My egg. Yeah. Publics, like anything like that too. Like just grocery stores <laughs> always, 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 you know, do they I'm get you at the grocery egg. store? Oh God. Yes. Literally. <laughs> oh my God. Such a funny place to be like, well, at the grocery store, I always feel that negative vibes. Oh yeah. Makes sense, I though, mean, everyone's so going a hundred miles a minute. So everyone's just in like fight or flight survival, get my food. That's true. And I feel like everyone's always giving dirty looks at Publix. Like if you just don't move your cart fast enough, then you're, yeah. they're just angry animals in there. Yeah. That's so funny. True. All right. So we're going to use the healing egg. That's my new I move. Love it. Um, okay. So next, almost last question, actually. So this is fun. So what is, if you can narrow it down to one, which might be kind of tough, what's one piece of advice that has changed your life that you wish the whole world could know to be just better people or happier people, whatever you think. Such a beautiful question. Um, so yeah, when I, when I hear that my first gut response is be here now. Yeah. Who told Um, you that? Or did you read that? So a really powerful book, um, The Power of Now, um, he speaks about that a lot. Um, and I actually remember going to Okeechobee Music Festival and their stages were Be Here Now. And if I ever get a tattoo, it's going to be Be Here Now. Um, a lot of this stuff is really going back to the basics. In our Western world, we make things a lot more difficult and complex than they need to be. And so going back to love, going back to compassion, going back to the present moment, going back to forgiveness, you know, all these things that we overlook and need some kind of scientific background to it. It's really about going back to the basics. And I think be here now is probably the simplest form of that. That's beautiful. Love it. Just like, I think anybody who's struggling with anything, if they just like really thought about that and like really tried to like execute it throughout their days, they would um, have a lot better days. Because I think that a lot, like the biggest problem a lot of people have is just living in the future of the past. So I'm speaking really for myself, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure everybody has moments of that. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, something happened this morning where my boat was just totally rocked and, um, I went on a walk this morning and the mantra that I just kept repeating in my head was just, you are here, you are now. And it totally grounded me. You know, I'm actually looking at the trees around me. I'm actually witnessing how the wind is ruffling the leaves. I'm actually Mm -hmm. witnessing the colors of the flowers and I get to hear the birds and Yes. All the senses. All the senses. Everything else lives in your mind. Yeah. You know, to think about it like that too. It's all just literally living inside of your head. The only thing that's truly real and ever guaranteed is literally this very moment. 
everything else is literally inspired, which is crazy. That is crazy. Kind of blows my mind, honestly. I know. (laughs) It's so weird to think about because we're so in our heads all the time or we're so in our phones or we're so everywhere else. We're everywhere but here. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. We are all the angry people at public sometimes. Yeah. Yes, we (laughs) are. That is the truth. It's true. Okay. So I was thinking I have one more question for you. And then we have a couple minutes maybe for a guided meditation if you feel comfortable doing that. Yeah, works for me. Okay. Just like, I mean, like a little, just a quick one, because I feel like that would be nice for us to just get a little little taste of her voice and then we'll go over and get the app and do one of her longer ones. Yes. But first I do have one last question and it is how do we all become as grounded, calm, and at peace as you seem to be? Oh, that's a good one. Um, there's so many, there's so many aspects to me and my personality. And and it's so interesting how the name Maddie meditates has, has made me be perceived. Um, I'm a human. I am so human. And the more that I try to escape that space and be this light being who doesn't experience, you know, the downfalls and the hardships and the frustration and the anger and all of that, um, harder I make for myself. So, you know, it starts with the little things and to be completely honest with you, I think, um, awareness followed by acceptance, followed by unconditional love. Um, that would be my threefold piece to to getting to that space um so yeah dang that's Mm -hmm. so good Mm -hmm. it was so cool to have you on I'm just saying that because I know we're gonna do a little meditation and maybe we'll just fade away into the into the the meditation zone and we won't say our goodbyes so we'll we'll say it now and I just wanted to say like you're so cool Mm -hmm. everything you said so cool. I'm so excited for everyone to get to listen. And Thank you so much for coming. We love yeah. you. We are so we were so excited to have you because we had some real and true questions about I meditation and I couldn't mm. think of anybody better and more knowledgeable and more experienced as you who we can all like we can relate to you. You're so really as like I love that you even said you're not perfect. You're wow. a human. You have all the emotions like you're not this like guru that's living in the mountains like you you have human things going on but you are you know we admire what you do and who you are and how you portray yourself so that's why we wanted to bring you on so thank you thank Thank you guys so much I appreciate you guys so much for saying that it means so much to me and um been such an incredible journey and grace you got to see me at such an interesting period of my life before all of this took place so um, it's so cool seeing that, you know, you've also transitioned in such an incredible way too. So, um, I just think that we're all just incredible human beings and what you guys are doing and just getting this knowledge and information out there to people too is so powerful. So just having that recognition and acknowledgement for the self, um, for each of us is so powerful. So thank you guys. Oh, love it. Mm-hmm.
Okay. So how are we going to do this? <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So <clears throat> for those that are listening and tuning in, my suggestion is to get comfortable. So this can mean whatever it may mean for you, whether you want to sit upright or lay down. Um, if we're sitting, I'd like for you to straighten your spine and we're going to shift the pelvic floor down a bit so that we're grounding ourselves more firmly into the space underneath us. Now, if you have the ability to plant your feet firmly on the floor, I definitely suggest doing that as well. And let's go ahead and close our eyes. And let's take a big, deep breath in through the nose. And let it go. Let's do that again. Big, deep breath, filling up the belly. And let it go. And one more big deep breath, filling up the breath. And let it go. Continuing to keep some form of rhythmic breathing. It's just a little bit more deeper than typical breaths. Making sure that you're grasping that air within the abdomen as compared to the chest. So just allowing for the belly to rise and fall more than the chest is rising. So we're going to move into a bit of mindfulness meditation. And so our objective within this space is to be here now. That is what mindfulness meditation is truly about. And so let's go ahead and begin to tune into the senses. And so I'd like for you to start to shift your awareness and attention into the darkness in front of your closed eyes. Breathing. And as you're here, you'll come to recognize specks of light, colors, shapes. Allow for this space to completely immerse you. Recognizing that it's in front of you, it's above you, to the sides of you, underneath you.
And recognize any time that your attention goes into a thought form and brings you away from looking into the space. As you notice this, I want you to immediately forgive. Forgive the mind. This is a very natural and normal occurrence. The mind is subject to stimuli. And so it's just going where it pleases. But in this moment, we're trying to train it to do as we would like. Now, as your attention is resting and focusing in this space, let's go ahead and shift our attention into the sights that we can see within the space. Maybe you see shapes, maybe you see colors, maybe you can make out something. and moving your attention to the sounds around you in this moment. Maybe all you can hear is my voice, but maybe you can also hear cars or the birds or your fan. Tune into that space. your mind wants. Okay. Okay. Let's go ahead and focus on the smells of the room now. Maybe you can smell yourself. Maybe there's a candle that's lit. recognizing what the smell is in this space. Breathing. And now let's tune into the body. So bringing your attention and awareness into your legs. Just feeling the aliveness that's there inside and around us. Feet, the hips, the stomach, the back, the chest, the arms, the hands, the shoulders. Breathing.
Let's go ahead and bring a hand to the heart space. And I love to just kind of caress my thumb, cross my heart space in this way to say, I'm here. I'm listening. So whatever you may feel called towards speaking aloud or speaking internally to yourself, I'd like for you to repeat after me. I love you. I love you. And I am listening. Breathing. Taking one last big deep cleansing breath with me. Belly rise. Then letting it go. Bringing our hands into prayer mudra, our palms touching one another, short space. We can bow our heads just slightly and just thank yourself for bringing yourself here today in this moment. Recognize that this was not easy to stay in this peaceful state, but you've done something beautiful and wonderful for yourself. So I thank you and I see you. Namaste. We just gave away the whole episode. I, I, <laughs> and then she tells us about chakras. It shows us about our auras. And Janine's pink. Janine's green, and I'm pink. Maybe you should beep it out. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> Beep it out. Yes, I'm gonna beep it out and then I'm gonna play that whole part. I'll be like, you literally just told the whole episode. Um, but they won't know because <laughs> honestly, that was a really funny intro. <laughs>